Hey everyone, this is the Stone Youth Band Podcast. Our goal is to keep you connected to what God is doing in students' lives, even if you can't be there when it's happening. This coming week, July 1st through the 6th, is One Camp 2018. Each morning, beginning July 2nd, we'll give you a short recap of what happened at worship the night before, along with the students' insight on how God used the night to speak to them. Our hope is to keep the fam connected across space and time, so be sure to subscribe and check what's been uploaded each day of camp. We hope you'll be encouraged by what you hear. Something that's a little more internal tonight. And here's the truth. You were born into a world of many voices. You were born in a world of many voices. That means there are many, many things competing for your attention, competing to influence you. You see, there's the voice of culture. That's what you see on the internet. That's what you see on social media. That's what you see in movies, in magazines, and you listen to on the radio. That's saying, hey, this is how you're supposed to live your life. This is what a normal life looks like. See, there's the voice of other people that try to influence you. Right? Your mom, your dad, your teacher, your coach, your friend, your brother and sister say, hey, live this way. Hey, do your life this way. And they have, you have their voice in your ear all the time trying to, trying to help you live your life. And then you have the voice of your flesh. You see, the flesh is the part of you that's not redeemed. The flesh is the part of you that's selfish, that wants just whatever feels good. That just if you live in it, you're not pleasing God that says, hey, I know it's not right, but this is going to make us feel good. Let's go do that. And then scripture teaches you also have the voice of the enemy, the devil, who is also trying to influence you. In a certain way. You see, it's not even a Christian thing. It's just a thing, a sociological thing in life is that you have all these voices competing for your attention. Hey, everyone. Last night, Daniel Simmons talked to us about the fact that though we were born with many voices in our head, we were created to understand the voice and the word of God. He looked at how knowing that God is who he says he is, God does what he says he will do, and I am who God says I am, affect our lives in ways that help us live as the revealed children of God. Now you're going to get to hear from John Holm and Holland Sloan with their thoughts on last night. All right, everybody. I'm here with John Holm. John, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Hi, I'm John Holm. Um, this is my fifth year here at camp. I'm going into 11th grade. And uh, back in Marietta, I go to Mount Perrin Christian School. I play football there and also participate in some of the musicals. So that's pretty much it. Okay, cool. So, John, uh, let's talk about Daniel's talk from last night. What do you yeah. remember from it? Well, I remember that the basis of it was pretty much that Satan likes to implement lies in your head through different voices and different formats throughout your life that kind of obstruct Jesus' true calling for you and um, what he's really trying to have you live out in your life. Okay. Yeah, so he talked about how there's those voices in our head. And I think what he said, if I'm remembering it right, was he said you're born with a lot of voices, Mm -hmm. but you were created to hear the voice and the truth of God. And so tell me, like, how does that land with you? Like, is that stuff that you experience in your life? Are you like, yeah, I totally feel that way? 
Most definitely. Like, okay. I mean, day to day, I mean, hour to hour, there's plenty of times where, I mean, you don't necessarily identify it as Satan if you're not really thinking about it, but there's definitely voices in your head always constantly kind of grab at you and um, maybe tell you to do things. And whether those are the right things to do uh, can be divided, I guess, devised by the Holy Spirit, really, or you can feel it inside of you. But I think there's definitely voices that are constantly nabbing it at me that um that could definitely try to point me in the wrong direction okay so kind of coming out of that talk like did you grab hold of anything in terms of like this is how i could apply you know and this is what i could apply let me say it that way this is what i could apply in my life in terms of hearing god's voice more and those other voices less well i think it's a it's a point of being constantly aware and on the um on the prowess on the ready ready to ready for battle because the enemy really strikes when you're not paying attention most so in a mindset where you are prepared and understanding that this is something that is constantly going on and it's not just some kind of fairy tale or just not or emotional nonsense created up in your head it's truly it's truly happening and it's a it's a constant warfare you have to engulf yourself in i think just keeping keeping an aware mindset and really thinking about it and maybe approaching each decision with a little bit more contemplation from this point forward yeah, to decide good. whether and not what is what something really is coming from because sometimes it is a little hard to depict because the enemy does like to use use some of God's word and corrupt it a little bit to twist it and kind of get in your head to no, for sure. mess with your decisions yeah and I also think like I don't know about I don't know if it's true for you but for me it always feels like those other voices are closer and easier, sure. right, than God's voice for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. It's like I always got to wade through the stuff, and that's where I think some of that contemplation comes in. Definitely. That's yeah. really good. All right, so in a practical way, you're a guy going into the second half of high school, right, junior, senior year right now. How do you, going forward, so think like into this fall, how do you apply these ideas of prioritize, prioritizing hearing God's voice? Well, like I said, I do go to a Christian school, but regardless, there's a lot of um, hard decisions to be made coming up. For sure, everywhere. Especially in this part of high school, like um, it's no secret that there's a lot of a lot of dangerous stuff and a lot of dark stuff that goes on at this point in high school, or really just in high school in general. And there's a lot of choices I've already had to make and been confronted with, and I'm sure there's going to be countless more. So, really, with the added voice of peer pressure and um the push of your friends kind of sometimes in some situations if if unfortunate events occur like there's going to be situations where I know I'm going to be pressured into um into doing things like to not repeat around the bush drugs and alcohol and all sorts of things parties I mean the list can go on so I think at this point in high school or this point in my life it's a it's a big place to really I guess keep the Lord in your mind and in your back pocket too no, it's okay. I mean, like, so I get what you're doing. It's hard. It's, so yeah, it's hard to put in words. Yeah, so like, but so like, how do you do that? Like, how do you, okay. how do you get God's voice louder? So what we were talking about is there's all these things, right? And God's only one voice in the midst of all these competing things. So like, you kind of almost have to give him like a megaphone or you have to get, put him on a microscope or something. Like you have to magnify it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so like, what are the ways that you could really magnify God's voice for you going into your junior year? Well, I know... I'm one that has a really hard attention span, so me sticking in the Word is a... <laughs> me too. Me sticking in the Word is something that's really strong and helpful for me to really back me up, but it's not something that I can like constantly be 
engulfed in every day to keep my mind in the right place. So I'd say it's a, I'd say one thing that I can do is keep myself in constant prayer, okay. and, um, and not let myself get distracted. To really keep myself di- undistracted because I'm I'm really capable of uh, getting swept up in the excitement of things. Yeah, for sure. And, I totally um, get that. That's a good point. So I can. Uh, it's it's all about I guess keeping God in my mind because. There's times when we'll walk right out of camp and um, we're going to start just getting swept up in the world and maybe God's going to start to linger on our mind a little bit. So it's important to really, I guess, keep them on my mind so that I can keep them, keep them forward in my decisions. Yeah, you know, I think you actually bring up a really good point that I've had, I haven't heard anybody say yet so far. And that's that like – so like I don't know, probably in high school or maybe it's just your personality because I'm still like this. Like exciting things excite me, mm-hmm. right? Like, exactly. And so when I'm at camp, God – is exciting, right? Because exactly. everything's going on right in front of you, and then it's super hard because you there's a lot of other things besides God that are exciting back home. Like our Sunday night service will never be as exciting as one night at youth camp, right? Like no matter what we do, and so that's interesting. So for you, huh, so you're not going to make God. I don't know. Do you can you make God more exciting, or do you think? Hmm. Like, it's just you have to deal with it and you have to realize that God's – I don't know. What do you think? I don't know if you have to make God more exciting, but why not keep him in the exciting events? Like, you don't necessarily have to block him out when you're going through exciting things. I mm-hmm. guess. Go. Go with that. That um, sounds interesting. Well, I mean, if you're in the right situation, which I'm, I would hope you would be, and if you're really constant pursuing of God, like, God doesn't have to be in the background of, of your fun or – yeah, that's a good things. point. Like, you don't, I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to a party and just dancing to worship music the whole time. But I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, you can maybe have them on your mind. And, yeah. No, and I, no, I get it. Be dancing for him, you know? Yeah. So, like, I get it. So, like, when I was in college, um, I lived in a house with five other guys. Sure. And next to us was a fraternity house. And they would throw parties, and we would throw parties, and we were all Christians. And so our parties were a little different than their parties. Sure. But... And it wasn't like we didn't play worship music and dance to it. it but what, what started to happen was our parties were so fun mm-hmm. that literally people would leave the fraternity parties and come over to our house and start yeah. to engage in the party. And it was. It's, like, it's a little bit like you're saying. I think that's a really good point. Like it wasn't explicitly, hey, we're, we're having a Christian party. Yeah. But because we were Christians, mm-hmm. we were engaging in exciting things in a different way. Sure. And so that's a really good point. All right, I want to ask you a couple more questions. Um, so you've been coming to camp for five years. Sure. And did your mom come to camp? Is that a thing? Uh, she definitely didn't. She grew up in Texas. Okay, so. cool. Okay, so you guys just got connected, though, when they got at Riverstone. Yeah, they, they uh, yeah. started at Riverstone, like, yeah. I mean, since I was born. So okay. this has kind of been a constant. So for you, five years, what is, like, give me, give me a highlight outside of this year. Give me, like, man, I'm always going to remember that talk or that thing. Hmm, okay. Well... I want, I want to think about this because I want it to be good. Um, okay. Don't give me I'll say one of, the, right. one of the most memorable things to me about camp and always has been is, uh, is seeing the Holy Spirit just move through people. I think that's something that everyone's kind of amazed by. But one thing that can like solidify my faith entirely is seeing these mm-hmm. people going through situations where there's no doubt. There's no doubt in my mind that they've definitely been encompassed by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Because it, it's it's just something that you can't really explain in words, but it's it's something that's truly beautiful and I mean unforgettable for sure. All right, that's really good. What's the worst or grossest thing you've ever had to participate in? 
Because there's a lot of gross stuff. There is a lot of gross stuff here. Uh, I'll tell you, every I remember like as a little like now I'm not as much excited to get into the gross stuff, but as a little kid I was always really enthusiastic to get into it. Um, but I never seemed to be able to get into games that were that gross. Like I, I, I always tried to, but I never got to do them. I always wanted the one game that I really loved was the uh, when we had the baseball. With the fish. Yes. And that one, I loved that one, but I, I didn't get to play in it. I would say that one was pretty gross. All right. That, it, that one made the place smell so bad. Mm-hmm. I remember we had to rent a rug oh my cleaner. It was horrible. <laughs> um, and the smell didn't go away for days. We oh played it early and it didn't go away for days. That was a horrible thing. Good. All right, cool. John, last question. We'll be done. Um, if, if a parent, so parents are listening to this and then other students who didn't come to camp are listening to this. If a parent of a student or a student wanted to know why they should come to camp next year, what would you say? Because it's an atmosphere. Like, I've been to many camps throughout my life. And so, I mean, there's – and I've been to many youth groups. I mean, services, church, it doesn't matter. Like, this is an atmosphere that's un, unri- it's unrivaled. Like, there's nothing that seriously compares or even comes close to the to this, the feeling of the presence of God and the commitment of everyone here to like pursue mm-hmm. the presence of God. That's I good. think it's definitely, and it, it just, it's a, it creates a week that's unforgettable for I think everyone. It's just something that's can cannot be like recreated or I mean anywhere else for sure. That's really good. Thank you, John, for taking time. Everybody catch John on the football field at Mount Perrin <laughs> this fall and uh, ask him what he's thinking about the Lord. No. All right. All right. Ready? Okay, everybody. I'm here with Holland Sloan. All right, Holland. Tell everybody a little bit about you. Well, my name's Holland. I have a little sister and an older brother. I go to Mount Perrin Christian School, and I'm a varsity cheerleader. Okay. What grade are you going into? 11th grade. And how long have you been coming to camp? Five. This is my fifth year. Okay. Wow. Five years. Uh It's a long time. All right. So I want to know, give me, from your perspective, uh, what Daniel's talk last night was about. Well, Daniel talked about the multiple voices that are in our head and what they're talking about, who's, where they're coming from. And so he really talks about the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit moves in us. Um, uh, something that he said that I was really like, it got to me was he gave us three um, kind of like sayings. And one of them was, God is who he says he is. I am who he says I am, and God will do what he says he'll do. Yeah. And so it's just a really practical tip about how to live in God's presence and, like, how to experience God. And so when there are the voices telling you, like, what is right from wrong, like, knowing that God is who he says he is. Yeah. And he's constant, and he's never changing. So what do you think the voices are in your life that kind of compete with God's voice? Um, probably like the voices of, um, not insecurity, but the voices of not knowing what to do or when to do it. Like with cheer, there's a lot of different things of, you know, I don't have time for this. Time is definitely like not a voice, but a factor Yeah. that competes with the voice of God in my head and, um, just different things like school and parents but my parents are really wise so they often help out with like God's voice and they help me like 
listen to what God's saying. Well, full disclosure, Holland's mother is in it's the room, so we're not totally sure that they're wise, <laughs> but I think they're wise as well. We'll see. But yeah. she's, she's, she's sweet at the very least. She loves them. <laughs> so, all right, so I want to ask you a question. Okay. So, um, how, what, what did Daniel give you that can apply to your life when something like time is really, really loud and you need to hear God's voice? Like, what do you take away? Well, I really just, like, took away his altar call when he had a sleigh flat on the ground. Oh, yeah, the worship thing, yes. right? So so you guys weren't there, obviously, but um, da- Daniel did multiple altar calls last night. And one of the altar calls that he did, he talked about there's one word for worship that means to lay prostrate, which means to, like, lay flat with your face and your nose to the ground. And so you responded to that? Is that right? Yeah, I did. Okay, I, so talk about that. It was just kind of this moment where... When you are worshiping like that, you're fully surrendered to God, saying, like, He is the King of Kings, and you are His servant. And so it's just kind of like putting myself below everything else and throwing all of the idols away and focusing on just, like, where God is and who I am. And so, like, it's the vertical relationship and not the horizontal worldly things. Okay. And so... That's good. That's good. So going into your junior year... Like, it's happening, man. These are your last two years of high school, Um, all right? And so it's only going to get busier, and the voices and academics and all that, it's only going to get louder, right? Don't look. She looks super stressed right now, if you could see her. I'm stressing her out completely. (laughs) Don't worry. I'm just setting this up for you to have a big payoff, all right? You ready? So thinking about all of those things and then thinking about the importance that you were created to hear God's voice and to know it. What are you going to be able to do to fight for that voice over the other voices? I feel like I'll be able to see, to define God's voice more clearly and just know that he has said certain truths about me, truths that make me feel more worthy than the worldly things like cheerleading or academics or things like that. God's voice is ultimately like what fills me. Okay. And so I'll be able to figure out whose voices is talking to me. And that's really going to help with anxiety and things like that junior year. Yeah, that's good. What are you going to, like, what helps you hear God's voice? Like, what are the practices? Uh, praying. I, like, am in a constant prayer with God a lot yeah. of the time. I just kind of talk to Him throughout the day. That's really good. And, like, something that I did in the class hearing God's voice was uh, the Emmanuel prayer process. And it's kind of like going to the place that you love the most and seeing Jesus being with you, like he's holding your hand and he's saying that you're a child and that he loves you. And just being reminded of that and being able to like talk to Jesus is so amazing. It's great. And being in my favorite place, that's awesome too. That's great, yeah, no, that's really good. I'm glad, it's good to hear that prayer, I think that's a huge part of it, right? Like I think if you have prayer, prayer can go anywhere with you. Yeah. And it can walk into those times with you, that's really good. All right, I'm gonna ask you a few more questions, okay? okay. These are unrelated to last night. Okay. All right, so relax. Like you're in, like Holland's super intense and she's going to win at things. And right now she's in intense mode, but we're going to back her off just a little bit. So you've been coming to camp for five years. Uh-huh. What's, a, what's a big memory that you have? Like what's a great, but not this year, outside of this year, what's like a good camp memory that you can share? Well, so Emma Kate and I have been playing volleyball as one of our leisure activities. All right, this is Emma Kate Tucker. For the last five years, we are horrible at volleyball. We play <laughs> once a year, and that's here. 
And so it's just like a fun bonding moment that we have together because awesome. we just laugh the whole time. So that's a really good memory that I have. Another one is um, last year I actually got to pray over somebody, and it it filled me about as much as it filled. That's them. great. I remember that one. That's really good. And so it was just it was inspiring. Cool, sweet. All right, what's the grossest or worst thing that you've ever had to do at the camp? Mud course. Mud course. You ate the mud course. I love the mud course. Oh, it's horrible. You did it last year, then yeah. I'm guessing, and never again. Never again. What? Uh, I'll do it next year. You just don't like to be messy. I hate being muddy. Okay. And then I hate taking off wet clothes, and so it's just horrible. So, but the color war that doesn't bother you? No, not at all, because that's not gross. That's okay. paint. All right, and what about messy games in the morning? I don't participate. Okay, so that's how you avoid <laughs> That's good. Well, I don't. I like ultimate frisbee with a squid. I think that's fine. You like it? Yeah. It's. it's but I didn't smells. participate. All right, that's fair. <laughs> Have you ever played? Yeah, uh, we play at school. Okay, cool. All right, sweet. Okay, uh, so the last question is this: um, People that are listening to this are either going to be primarily students who weren't able to come to camp, or parents. And so, if you were going to encourage somebody to either let their kid come, or you're going to encourage a student to come, like why should they come? Because God shows up at camp. God loves camp. That's good. And so, like His presence is always here in every room, and. It's just amazing to see what God can do through the lives of people who you wouldn't expect it. That's good. It's really good. All right, you guys. Um, we're going to thank Holland Sloan. And if you guys want to find Holland Sloan, you will find her <laughs> winning another cheerleading championship number this seven. year for Mount Perrin. They're going for number seven in a row. And Holland, you have you been on all of those teams? No. No, but you've been on two of or what yes, is it for I the was high on school? The last two teams, yeah. and I'll be on this team for the. All right, and so this will be three for three for yes. you if you get it, and it'll be seven in a row. Yes, it will. All right, cool. Thanks, all. Uh-huh. All right, guys. So that's it for us today. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it made you feel more connected to camp, and I hope God is impacting you to the same degree that He's impacting us. All right, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow.